0: Hey there, so I have had this reoccurring dream and it is a dream where I am in a classroom setting and in this dream, sometimes I see people from my past, old classmates and sometimes I see people who I don't like, I can't identify in real life but with this reoccurring dream of me being in a classroom setting, I have it all the time I asked God one day, I said, God, why do I keep having like dreams of me being in school? And he told me it's because he's teaching me. And with that being said, this podcast episode is going to be maybe a little different. Um, There has been a particular group of people that God has continuously allowed me to interface and to interact with and to confront and I believe that it's God's purpose and mission for me to share with you the things that he has taught me in the school of life. I feel like I've been in a school for psychology because I have um, come across very interesting personality types. And I'm going to be discussing one of them with you today and sharing some pointers and some things for you to look for when it comes to behaviors and personality traits. There are very common traits that you will find in the particular group of people I'm going to be telling you about today, so that when you come across them, you are aware and you can look at the signs and you can, you know, assess with God and for yourself, if this is the kind of person that you're called to interact with. And so in today's episode, we are going to be digging in deep into the conversation and the traits of abusers and narcissists. Let's get into it. Welcome to the modern day P31 woman. I'm your host, Crystal, the CEO and founder of the Proverbs 31 women's organization. If you identify yourself as a P31 woman, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. So we're going to be starting off this conversation with first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, and it says, do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits. And so you may have heard this verse um, read as in um, bad behavior corrupts good morals. It's the same verse. And the reason why I, I wanted to start with that verse is because for me, when it has come to, you know, finding a mate or or being in connection with someone when it comes to friendship. I have come across people who tend to be codependent, or they have had very traumatic experiences in their life that has caused that has caused them to develop certain personality disorders, or they grew up with, you know, their father missing or some type of broken relationship with the father that has again been traumatic for their foundational growth, which has caused them to lean towards certain personality disorders. And so what I also wanna do is read to you the definition of an abuser. An abuser is a person who treats another person or animal with cruelty or violence, especially regularly or repeatedly. And so I want to draw your attention to those last those last two words regularly and repeatedly. So I'm not talking about someone who may have said something one time and it hurt your feelings, or somebody who cut you off on the road and you're gonna call that. No, I'm particularly talking about people who have symptoms of doing something repeatedly or regularly, a pattern. So if you notice a pattern with someone with the things I'm gonna be sharing with you in this episode. This is when it's it's up to you to, to again, go to God and assess the circus the circumstance of the situation to see if it is best for you to be in that situation or that relationship. And so when it comes to abuse and particularly when it comes to the personality disorder of narcissist and narcissism, I think it's important for us to understand the definitions. Um, I've heard you know, women call, call men narcissists several times. I've heard the term abuser several times. Um, but I think it's important, again, for us to make sure that when we're using this type of terminology, we first understand the definition and we know what we're talking about. And so when you talk about someone being a narcissist, this is a personality disorder. Um, now, if you are super spiritual like me, we understand that, you know, for... In the, in, the, in the natural, right? We give certain things names so that in the medical field, it can be diagnosed. You can understand what you're dealing with. When you look at things from a spiritual aspect, those of us who see in spirit, we know that there are certain demonic forces and unclean spirits that attach themselves to people who are broken, who are not filled with the Holy Ghost. And so this is why it's so important, and I tell say the same thing every episode, Um, why I preach, you know, just having a relationship with Jesus Christ. There is a scripture that talks about when you do not have the Holy Spirit residing in your house, inside of you, in your dwelling place, it opens you up to spirits, unclean spirits that want to come in and take over. And you'll find this in scripture. You can look it up. Um, Google it. If you know, I Google everything when I'm looking for certain scriptures that God puts inside of my mind and inside of my heart. Um, But you will also see in that same passage, it says, when you have the Holy Spirit, but you choose to disconnect from him, right? And you can also find in John chapter 15, where Jesus talks about him being the vine, us being the branches, anyone who is not connected to him, and is disconnected will be, you know, cut off. And this happens when we make the decision to disconnect from God and do our own thing. The Bible talks about that, the spirit that left you will come back and it will also bring seven more spirits. And so it's it's very, very, very important for us to understand that we are both alive in the natural and in the spirit. We are unable to see all of the demonic influences, all of the spirits with our natural eye but when you have the Holy Spirit residing in you, you have spiritual discernment that allows you to sense and to spiritually see unclean spirits and demonic forces. Um, And so when I have dealt with people who suffer from, you know, um, the personality disorder of narcissism, I fully am aware that it is a demonic spirit, um, but we'll use the term narcissist. I understand that it's, it's typically people who have had some type of foundational disturbance with typically their father. Um, you will see when you, when you look at the definition of a narcissist, it typically says it's found in men. And the men who I have encountered who have had narcissistic personality disorders, they typically have father issues, whether the father abandoned them, or wasn't in the home or, you know, some type of other traumatic experience that has allowed them to not develop properly and be opened up to, you know, these types of traits and this type of disorder. Now, when it comes to abusers, you have different types of abuse. And I'll kind of go into some of those different types of abuse that you may notice, because I understand that typically when we use the word abuse, people think physical abuse. Like if someone physically hits me, then you're an abuser. But you can be abusive emotionally, psychologically, and verbally. And typically, physical abusers are emotionally abusive, they're psychologically abusive, and they are verbally abusive before they become physically abusive. So whether you are in a relationship with someone, or you are dating someone, or what have you, I feel called and led to speak about this issue because I literally, (laughs) like... I don't know if I'm ever gonna create a movie or a show one day, um, but I have had so many interesting experiences with people that is just like, y'all wouldn't even believe me if I told you. Like when I tell you I cannot make make this stuff up, the things that I have gone through and experienced in life are so crazy. <laughs> it's like, I wish y'all could see it in movie form. You literally would think it was fictional because it's just been that crazy. And so I, I had a situation with the with the young man just recently, and it was like the sixth, seventh situation, you know, and 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 so I wrote down a lot of things from that encounter that were similar to all of the other encounters I have had, and I'm gonna be sharing that with you in this episode so that again you can understand and know what you're dealing with because I feel like um People who are typically most susceptible to entering into relationships or friendships or covenants like marriage um, with abusers are those who have areas of brokenness within themselves that they are unaware of. And this is why I'm very much an advocate for mental health awareness and, you know, I'm big uh, a big proponent on therapy with an even bigger proponent on having a relationship with Jesus because Jesus has different ways that he wants to heal you. It can be through therapy, it can be through counseling, it can be just through you just being in his word, spending time with him. And um, I think it's important for us to understand the, the different ways that our brain communicates with us so that whether you are affected Maybe you will find out at the end of this episode that you have been abusive or if you're connected to someone who was abusive, you now know, you know, you've been told, you've been made aware and you know the signs and we're going to get, we're going to get into that. Um, I have grown up seeing abuse all of my life, so I'm very familiar with what it looks like. (laughs) I know it when I see it, um, not only have I interfaced with people who are abusive, I have I have seen it all of my life. And so when I talk about this topic, it is from a lived experience. It's not regurgitated facts that I read somewhere. It is literally, I have seen this and I have lived this and I have seen it several, several times. And so let's go ahead and get into the signs of an abuser here is what you need to look out for so this segment of the podcast is called the cards of an abuser when i was coming up with these five different cards i had in my mind envisioning being at a poker table and the devil being on one side and me or you being on the other side and The devil has cards and the way that you win at most card games is you not you having a really good hand and, you know, banking off of the fact that your opponent doesn't know what you're going to put down next. And so with me sharing this information with you, I am hoping that when the devil comes to sit at your table, you will already know what's in his hand. So that he cannot fool you, he cannot play you, and he cannot manipulate you into connecting yourself with people who are, who are inappropriately yoked, who are mismatched. The Bible says do not be unequally yoked. And so let's get into the five cards, okay? So card number one is the emotional manipulator. So this person will either reveal very intimate secrets of themselves to get you to trust them very early on or to feel sorry for them. Um, This happens very, very quickly. Maybe in your first couple of conversations with this person, they will reveal to you like their whole life story, things that will make you feel sad and sorry for them so that you feel manipulated emotionally and manipulated into wanting to do things for them. And people who are typically affected the most by this are people who are very caring, very giving, very loving, like me. My personality type is defender. Um, I encourage you to take the 16 personalities test to better understand your personality type. And so, people, people like me, or you know, people similar to me who are very, very caring, very loving, very giving, typically the, the like the strong friend um be careful because this person will literally try to emotionally manipulate you so they can control you um so they'll either do this or they will ask you probing intimate questions about yourself early on so that you can trust them okay and so intimacy builds relationship it builds connection and People who, you know, suffer from you know this type of personality disorder, or they're typically abusive. They you will also find that when you reveal things about yourself intimately, things that you trust them with, in times of heated conversations or disputes or arguments, these people will bring up those things in an argument to use as weapons and jabs against you. And this again is to control you so that they can win the argument. And so this is very, very important. I think of the story of King David when he was being attacked by King Saul before it was his time to take reign. And he would be called by King Saul to play his harp to soothe him. And then after that, King Saul would, you know, try to attack him. And so you will find that. You, you, you will find that emotional manipulators will try to get you in places of weakness and vulnerability so at the appropriate time they can attack you, whether in an argument or in a heated discussion or what have you. And so it's 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 very important for you to, the Bible says, guard your heart, to guard your heart and to give people enough time to reveal to you who they are before you just trust them with your most intimate deepest darkest secrets (laughs) like when you if you find that someone is asking you really inappropriate questions very early on like be suspect to that because that's not normal um a healthy relationship is built over time and you both should be wanting to get to know each other before you you know indulge in having very intimate types of conversations so uh be careful of that for the ones who don't reveal intimate moments about themselves Typically, you will find that they are projecting their fears of being hurt onto you to protect themselves. So you will either, again, have someone who is very, very open and sharing their life with you very early on to, again, make you feel sorry for them. Or you will have the person who, because they're mostly manipulative and abusive... They won't really tell you about themselves, but they will ask you about yourself. <laughs> they will ask you all these questions about you and never reveal the same energy back. And so you want to be careful. And this can come up with, again, dealing with friendship, you know, um, or intimate types of relationships you're building. You want to you wanna be careful of that because I I have seen this is a card that is played very early on. It's usually the first card that you will see um, with people who are emotionally manipulative and abusive, especially with people, um, men particularly, who suffer from narcissist personality disorders. Okay, so this next one is really good. So this is card number two. I call this the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And so this is when you will see like a split personality in someone where you will typically find this in men who suffer from narcissist personality disorder. Um, They will be very overly friendly or flirtatious with you in times when they want something from you or they're trying to fill a void. Maybe something happened in their life and they kind of get off on flirting with women and getting attention from women. Um, You'll see them be very flirtatious and kind of give you like very... Um, friendly energy, just randomly one moment. And then in another moment, especially if you want to reciprocate that, or if you reach back out to them later, they'll be very mean or rude or crass or passive. And so um, women will call, this like, oh, he's giving me mixed signals. You know, like one moment he's very flirty with me and, you know, I think he likes me. And the next moment he's like dismissing me or like cutting me off. Like, You want to be very, 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 very careful with people like this. You should never be confused when dealing with anyone. Like (laughs) you should. And if you are confused, that is a red flag. That is a signal and a sign that something is off. And so if you find that you are, you know, dealt with someone or dealing with someone who, again, one moment there and you know I feel like we as women we know when someone is flirting with us (laughs) especially if it's very like random like this person is reaching out to you or in your dms or like whatever like you want to be cautious of that especially if you're someone who has something that people want whether it's influence or savor or what have you like It's your time to to be cautious because there will be people, especially people who, again, they don't typically know that they have like witchcraft spirits, but people who are connected to witchcraft spirits, these demonic spirits, like understand that the devil is not omnipresent. He's not God. So unlike God, God is omnipresent. He knows everything. He sees everything. The devil is not that way. So what the devil does is he has a system where he has his demons, you know, Um, in people to get information. So this is why it's so important for you to know who's in your circle and to be very cautious and to be very spiritually discerning because you may be trying to figure out like, man, why does the devil keep attacking me? Because you have the people in your camp who have unclean spirits that are listening to what you're saying. They're listening to the information you're giving them and they're taking it back so that they can be a weapon and a strategy formed against you the bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper but it is also very important for us to be wise so as for me i understand that as god advances me in ministry i need to be very cautious and aware of who i allow to be in my circle because when you really are someone who trusts god you believe god and you walk in authority The devil will always send you people with unclean spirits to gather information about you so that a strategy can be formed against you to attack you and take you off track because the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. And so me bringing up these things to you is about strategy. I want you to be strategic because as you continue to trust God and walk in your purpose and become more confident in who God has called you to be, the enemy will take notice and he will start paying attention to you and, and he will start bringing random people to you to get connected to you. When I had um, the last encounter with the person who suffered from narcissist personality disorder, when I you know set that person straight and I really dealt with that spirit, the devil started sending random people to like DM me and hit me up on my phone. And I knew it was because the enemy was scrambling. He saw like, dang, this didn't work. Let me try and get some other people who she used to connect to, to reach back out to her. And maybe then I can get close to her again and find out what she's doing next. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be very, very, very cognizant and aware of who you are and who you're called to. When you read in the New Testament, the disciples, they had the same thing. When they started really walking in power and authority, they had all types of attacks because they were powerful. The more powerful you become, the more the devil will take notice of who you are. Like demons knew who Paul was. They knew who certain disciples were because they were powerful and they had authority. So for people who aren't really walking with God, this, you know, this really may not be for you, but I feel that if you're listening to this, whether you are walking in alignment or you will soon walk in alignment, it's important for you to know what you're up against the bible says that there are more um, forces fighting for you than there are against you and so this conversation is about strategy i want you to be aware of what is coming towards you so that when the enemy again sits at your table you know exactly what cards he's going to deal you know the moves he's going to make before he makes them this is what jesus did jesus knew what the enemy was gonna do before he did it. This is why when the devil thought that he had Jesus pinned on a cross, Jesus was like, no, I wanted you to do that because I have a plan and a strategy that is not just gonna break me free, but it's gonna break everyone free who calls on my name. And so this second card, (laughs) the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is a card that you will see played again, very early on with people who are either abusive or they suffer from narcissist personality disorder. They, narcissists are typically people who, they dismiss other people's feelings and they like having attention because that attention makes them feel powerful. It makes them feel wanted. It makes them feel important. And so they will be flirty with you to get your attention so that you can flirt back with them and it makes them feel good. And then they will dismiss you because it was never about you to begin with. It was about them. Okay. So if you have ever dealt with a person like this, this is what you should keep in mind. All right. You ready for the next one? So, car number three is the campaigner. Now, this one is a very telling one. This person will either campaign themselves to you, always telling you how good of a person they are, they will deny. Any accusations you throw them about any kind of inappropriate behavior or any kind of signs that you see that you bring up, um, or they will apologize. You know, after going off on you to win back your favor. So you want to be very cautious of this. This will typically come up again if you find that they are being emotionally manipulative. Oftentimes, those types of people you will also see this sign in them. They are a campaigner. They tell you how good they are, how good of a person they are. <laughs> and for me, when I have I have seen, like, literally every single person I have met who has been abusive or narcissistic, they do the same things. And I used to always find it so weird when people would tell me how good they are because I would feel like I never questioned your character. I just met you. <laughs> so I would always be confused as to why does this person feel the need to explain to me and, and like tell me how good they are. Like I will see who you are in time. I'm very much uh someone who's very observative. And so I'm I'm very much a listener and I'm very observative. Like I noticed everything about a person. So when people would would tell me early on about themselves or they would bring up things that people in the past said about them, I never really judge those people because I'm very much like I don't judge people when I meet them I just kind of let a person show me who they are and then I take that to the bank right but you know looking back every single person who I've met who's been abusive or narcissistic has done this they have campaigned themselves to me they have told me how good they were they have brought up things people said about them and defended themselves and I would just listen but now I can see looking back you know Uh, that these people were trying to build a case about themselves in my life so that when they did do something inappropriate, it would almost be like before you accuse me or, you know, think I'm crazy or off, let me just, let me just build up this case and build up this persona about myself to you in your mind so that if anything happens, you don't think something is wrong with me. And this is psychological manipulation someone should never have to campaign themselves to you. You should, again, when you are getting to know someone, it should be healthy. You both should be getting to know each other and seeing each other's fruits and each other's behaviors and each other's patterns. So if someone is early on telling you how good they are and how good of a person they are, and that's something that you should pay attention to because that is not normal conversation. this is a major like red flag. And, you know, this person will all always, again, try to build up a persona or an image of themselves in your mind because deep down inside, this person wishes they were who they're telling you. But you want to make sure that you are assessing a person's character by what they show you. God says in his word that you look at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart, And so you will see a person's heart through their actions. You will see a person's heart through the fruit that they produce. You will see a person's heart through what they do and see if what they do lines up to what they say. If a person tells you one thing and they do another, you know that person internally is lying to themselves and therefore they're lying to you. Um, I, I love reading things in the Bible when Jesus just be telling us about ourselves, when he'll say things like, these people... They honor me with their heart, with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. Like you say that you love me, but you don't keep my commandments. You honor me with your mouth, but your heart is far from me. You tell me one thing, but you show me another. This person is unstable. This person is lying. (laughs) And you should be aware and cautious of this type of behavior. Um, I'm very forgiving I'm I i I'm human. So I make mistakes and I slip up and I need God's grace every single day of my life. So uh, I believe this is why I've just allowed people to just kind of, you know, just kind of live and just kind of, oh, you know, well, I'll just give this person another chance. But again, these are things to look out for. And so if you find that you are dealing with someone who is campaigning themselves, or they say one thing and they do another, this is an opportunity for you to see that this person has probably most likely some deeper rooted issues that they truly need deliverance from. They need the Holy Spirit to work inside of them to heal them and deliver them from the things they are going through. Um, It is not our jobs to heal people. It is not our jobs to deliver people. You are not Jesus. And God showed me a long time ago, like, don't let people make you an idol. Don't let people make you their Jesus. Like you have to allow people to be healed and delivered through the process that God wants to take them on. If God calls you to a person that's different, but nine times out of 10, God does not call us to the certain territories and the certain types of personality disorders we may find ourselves meeting. Oftentimes God allows you to meet certain people so you can be aware. And so as I have been made aware, I am making you aware. So if you come across a campaigner, know that this is a sign that this person may be abusive or suffer from narcissist personality disorder. Okay, so now we're going to get into the two last cards that are really going to show you that someone is off. (laughs) And card number four is the wrath slayer and card number five is the gas lighter. So... Card number four, the wrath slayer. This person has random outbursts of wrath whenever a trigger is hit or an idol is struck. They will have outbursts of wrath one moment and then in the next moment, they will forget the words or even the altercation in and of itself. And so you will read in Galatians chapter five, when you read about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that passage also talks about the fruits of the flesh. And you will see anger, um, outbursts of wrath as a fruit of the flesh. Uh, A fruit of the spirit is self-control. So when you have the Holy Spirit residing in you, you have the fruit of self-control. You can control how your mouth works. And so if you find someone, again, this is pattern behavior. So I really want to make sure I, I say that because, again, whether it happens one time or more than once, someone should never just go off on you. And if you're like, hey, that's me, then hey, you may have something in you that God is trying to heal. And I used to suffer from this when I was not connected to God and I was in the world doing my own thing. I used to be this person. I used to have outbursts of wrath whenever like someone would hit an idol or a trigger. And we talked about triggers in a previous episode and an idol is something that you place higher than God. So, for people, an idol can be their own judgment. And usually, for narcissists, their idol is their own judgment. So, if someone disagrees with them, oh, you will see this person go all the way off. Um, You know, another idol may be money, your job, relationship, your appearance, um, things like that. Like, whenever an, an idol is hit, that's when people react. Um, so this person will either go off on you when an idol is hit. Maybe y'all disagree on something or a trigger is hit. Maybe something happened to them in the past and you you touch it uh, with something you say or do and they go off on you. This is not healthy behavior. No one should be going off on people, period. Like you really having the Holy Spirit allows you to have self-control. And it allows you to be very cautious and aware of your language. Now, it doesn't mean that, oh, you will never get upset or angry or mad or maybe say the wrong thing. That's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about outbursts of wrath. Wrath is someone going off on you, cursing you out, calling you all types of names, throwing up everything they know about you in an argument to make you feel less than. Like, this is violent. They're violent with their mouth. This is what I'm talking about. And so, this is a clear sign that this person does not have control of themselves. And you never want to be connected to someone who lacks control. Okay. Whether in friendship or business or, you know, intimate relationship, you should never want to be with someone who lacks control this is not god's portion for you this is not god's plan for you this is not god's best for you and so when i when i have talked with and listened to women who have been in abusive relationships they saw these signs they they saw this person go off on them and typically people who do this will either again forget that it happened or they will apologize um i've seen both they'll either again, forget they said those things about you because it wasn't really them, it was the spirit in them that was doing that. Or they will come and apologize so they can stay connected to you. And so again, these are behavior traits that you want to disconnect from and allow that person to have the time, opportunity and space to be healed with Jesus. And so prayer is important if you feel called to pray for that person, but you do not have to be connected to an abuser. You do not have to be connected to someone who suffers from narcissist personality disorder, especially if that person does not want healing. In order for a person to be delivered and healed, they have to submit to it. They have to want it. So you cannot want that for someone else. You can pray for them and you know by God's grace, he leads them to a place where they choose that, but you cannot, you cannot force people to wanna to be healed that person has to want to be healed. And so the last card, card number five is the gas lighter. Now, you may have heard this term being thrown around for this whole year, even this whole of last year, and gas lighter is just another term for a psychological manipulator, okay? This person will, again, use what you reveal to them in confidence against you to win an argument, typically because winning argument makes them feel better, makes them feel more powerful, They will also try to manipulate you into thinking that you're the bad guy, Um, uh, especially when they lead you and bait you into an argument. They will try and use their words to make you think or believe something that goes against what you clearly can see. This is a gaslighter, someone who you see one thing and they will try to make you think that you're not seeing what you're seeing. You see this clearly evident in the garden when Satan was manipulating Eve into doing something that God told her not to do. He would say things like, did God really say? And it's like, that's gaslighting. God clearly said, (laughs) do not eat of the fruit of this tree. He clearly said that. And so when someone tries to question what you see or what you heard, and, it, and he's like, no, I clearly saw what I saw. I clearly heard what I heard. This person is trying to psychologically manipulate you. They're trying to get you to question your own psychology, to question your own thinking so that they can manipulate and control you. And so all of these these cards, these five cards, you literally will see this in the garden. You will literally see this from Satan. And people who use these types of cards to manipulate, to control, they have unclean spirits because these personality disorders, these traits, these signs are demonic. They literally come from the devil. You will literally see this every time you see the devil in the Bible. He uses these cards. He tries to emotionally manipulate people. He tries to psychologically manipulate people. He will come and attack people through bursts of of wrath and anger. Like you want to steer clear and away from people who show these signs. Now, I know this was a deep topic. This was a very deep conversation, a very deep episode. You know that we go deep here. And again, I wanted to share with you the things that God has shared with me, the things that God has taught me through my various experiences encountering people with unclean spirits, abusers, narcissists. Now, I want to leave you with three three things, three points and three things to think on because this was a very heavy topic. Um, the first thing is when I encounter people who suffer from unclean spirits, demonic forces, and I know in this conversation, we're specifically talking about abusers and narcissists, but I have met people with a lot of other different types of demons. Um, I'd never, you know, take it personally when it comes to the individual because the enemy finds broken people and he weaponizes them to use in battle. I am someone who loves sci-fi movies, okay? I love action hero movies like, honey, I love X-Men, Marvel movies, like any kind of superhero movie I'm fanning out. And the reason why I love these types of movies so much is because they always have biblical references. And I find that so fascinating and so interesting. Oftentimes you will see there is the hero side and the villain side. And oftentimes, if not all the time, on the villain side, the dark side, the, the the bad guys, they are usually people who are broken and weak and someone evil found them and weaponized them. And those people feel powerful on the evil side because they were broken, they were weak. And that's what the devil does. He finds broken, hurting people and he weaponizes them and he uses them to attack people who God is calling. And so- I pray for those people. Something very powerful an image and words that God gave me when I was really like processing through the last um encounter I had with a narcissist. God, you know, showed me the image of him being on a cross and the thing that he said. He said, "Forgive them for they know not what they do." Man, that is so powerful. Like Jesus was on a cross And instead of being angry about the people who put him there, people were mocking him. They beat him. They put a crown of thorns on his head. This was God in human form. And Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He didn't curse them. He didn't cast them to hell. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And man, that like spoke to me. That broke me in that moment because I was like, dang, God. You know, when you really walk with Jesus, he gives you so many experiences and opportunities to know what it was like to be him, you know, to know what it's like to be attacked um, and to not judge the person who was attacking you. But to understand that that person is being used by demonic forces and, and a demonic influence, the Bible says, we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against, you know, powers of, of darkness in high places. And so um, God gave me that and it, it really changed like my life. It changed my perspective. And I was always forgiving, but it made me to be even more forgiving because in the times when I was, you know, an enemy of God, Jesus was praying for me, forgive her father for she knows not what she does. And in times when we are enemies to God, Jesus was praying for us, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So if you have ever dealt with an abuser, if you've ever been abused, and I have been abused like the majority of my life, so I, I, I connect with you and I feel you, I believe that God wants to say to you, like, forgive them, for they knew not what they were doing. And that is very, very powerful. Forgiveness is is not for the other person. It's for us. The Holy Spirit flows through forgiveness. He flows through love. And so when we choose to not forgive, we are choosing to block God from moving in our lives in the way that he wants to. And God told me this, you know, um, a while back. um, I've had experiences with family members who are very abusive towards me. And Jesus will tell me, like, you have to forgive this person because I can't flow through you the way I want to until you forgive them. Like, I flow through forgiveness. So if you choose not to forgive this person, I can't flow through you. And I never want God to be blocked from flowing through me because I am choosing unforgiveness. Um, The Bible says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. So I want to call you to forgive. Um, the people who have abused you, the people who have done you wrong, the people who have mistreated you and, you know, not taking care of you. Uh, I want to call you to what God called me to, which is forgiveness. And the last point I want to leave you with is you cannot be nice to a demon. Demons, unclean spirits, people who are demonically oppressed. They need Jesus to deliver them. And again, this comes through them submitting and repenting. I very much connect to the woman in the Bible, um, Mary Magdalene. She was someone who was possessed with multiple demons and she was delivered by Jesus. And she then later became a financial participant, one of the main financial participants in Jesus's ministry. And she was actually one of the women that went to the tomb when Jesus had risen, who saw the angels who said, he's not here, he's risen. That was her and Mary. Um, And I think that is just so powerful that when, when God delivers you and he changes your life, like you can never leave him because you know what you used to have. I know the kind of spirits I used to have and God delivered me from them all. And it's the reason why I go so hard for him. It's the reason why I love him because I I knew who I used to be. Like I was abused and I became abusive and God had to deliver me. And he brought me to a place where I was on my knees and I submitted to him. And through my submission, I was delivered from them all. And so if you are someone who finds yourself in a place where, you know, you've heard these things and you say, dang, that's me. Like, dang, I do that. Hey, there is an opportunity for you to repent. The Bible says, you know, repent for the Lord is at hand. Like before you can receive all of God's plans and purposes for your life, you have to first repent. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God without repentance. And so if that's you, I want to call you to repent. Um, and you know, receive what God has for you. And if you are someone again, who has been abused, um, I want to call you to forgive. And for those of you who may be listening, um, who may be married to an abuser, uh, the Bible calls us to pray for our spouses. And you will find in the Bible that there is power in the prayers of a wife. And I want to call you to, to pray very earnestly and deeply for that person and for what it is that God would lead you to do. I am a big proponent of doing what God tells you to do. Everyone's situation is situational and you will find in the Bible that God had many different ways to heal a person. And I believe that he did that on purpose so that we would not just take one model and apply it to everything that we do in life. It's like, no, God wants us to come to him That is the point. That's the purpose. Go to God for your healing and let God lead and guide your life. Did you enjoy this episode? Do us a favor by sharing your thoughts with us online by tagging at P31WomenOrg on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast show so that you get updates and notifications on new episodes And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.